0: Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Hello guys, welcome back to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast. Um, Today we are going to be sharing 20 tips to get healthy, starting right now, starting today. Um, This is probably, we're thinking, going to end up being a two-part episode because, we like to expand on these 20 tips and we're thinking it's going to be way too long if we do all 20 at once. Um, But before we get started, Jensen, do you have any life updates for us or anything you'd like to
1: share? Okay, so this is going to be a journey that I'm taking you all on. My husband and I, Logan, are getting backyard chickens They are coming. So it is February now. They will be arriving. They hatch March first. So we get them. I think they're like two or three days old. We are getting ten chickens. Well, ten chicks. Um, The journey begins. (laughs) We are so naive. This is gonna be. I think I'm gonna create like an Instagram like highlight reel, just vlogging this because because I've never even I've never touched a chicken or like. I'm probably scared of chickens like I feel like if one would come up to me I'd be afraid so it's going to be how do you think Bentley your dog's gonna be oh with the he's gonna try to eat them I'm actually terrified about that because they're gonna live in our garage till they have enough feathers to go outside they're and like survive so the cold. they're though. gonna be so cute oh my gosh we'll have them they'll be little for Easter probably still Okay, I'm getting really excited. Basically, we have the coop. It's going to go in our backyard. They're going to lay brown and blue eggs. Logan. They're going to be beautiful. Logan crushed it with the research. At first, this was something that I wanted. I was like, I want my own chickens. But I didn't think it would actually come to mm-hmm. fruition. And then he was just like researching and researching. Like, I woke him up the one day. He's like, I'm so tired. I'm like, why are you so tired? He's like, I was up till 3 Chicken 8, research. 3 a.m. researching chickens. And I was like... How much is there to know about chickens? He's like, there's like a hundred types, and some of them are friendly, some of them don't go with others, some lay different eggs, some, all these things. Where it's I was a like, chicken guy now. Yeah. So we're like, it was about last fall we were doing this, and then it was like Black Friday. We bought a coop. Um, it is currently here. We must build it, but it seems like it's going to be pretty easy to build. Um, but yeah, we are going to have our own eggs. We'll know. So we'll excited. know where they're coming eggs from. Are like. How much at the store? So, so it saves money, healthy, just all positives, right? Yes. So I'm very excited about that. I'm a little nervous. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a learning experience. But yeah. Yeah. But- I know nothing about chickens and my Logan
0: doesn't really want chickens until we move in the future. Luckily, I have a neighbor boy um, that has chickens and he often sells me his eggs for $0 or what? $1. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a great perk of where I live right now. And so I've got a little chicken farmer right next to me. I don't need to have my own chickens. My dog did attack one of his chickens this mm. past summer. Got him by the wing and I was chasing and screaming and the chicken came out unscathed, just a few feathers lost but
1: um that's the ideal scenario because you don't have any of the work and you get the free range the benefits you do. of doing absolutely nothing. That is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that is our big update. They're they will so come exciting. in a few weeks. Um so I'm sure the next time we rec- we record um You'll have to share pictures of you oh, with your chicks Yes, I will. But yeah, praying that Bentley is just like a friendly little dogged them Smuggling but the chicks, yeah cute picture, I'm looking I'm looking at Bentley right now he's curled up on the couch being super innocent um but the school bus will be coming soon so if you do hear him go crazy that is the reason of it but Rachel tell me your life update
0: um okay my life update is in the realm of home ownership not quite as um much fun positive update as you So, recently, we have had a wonderful experience of um, one day, a few weeks ago, our pressure tank for our well, our hot water tank, and our electric panel all blew up on the same day. (laughs) So, we had multiple service professionals in there fixing things. um, No water, no electric for about a day or two, and now our house is like brand new. Everything's under warranty. It was a nice big chunk of change we had to drop um, for all those unexpected house updates, but that's home ownership, right? And now we can just, you know, we want to move in a few years anyway and sell the house. So now we can confidently be like, you're buying a house with all the important stuff under warranty. So um, yeah, life update that, you know. All those fun unexpected things happened all on one day for us.
1: We woke up and our house was in shambles. I I remember you posted on your like close friends Instagram story and I was like reading it and I was it was just like one thing after another and I was like are you mentally okay right now? <laughs> like when it rains it pours. That's the thing about owning a house. So we own our house as well and this is the first time this is the first time we both owned a house cuz before that we you rented yeah, yeah, before yeah. and renting is kind of annoying because you have to pay rent and you just feel like but it's you're just not your problem but yeah if, if the fridge breaks you call them you call the landlord and yes. they fix it like our washing machine was like not working a few days ago and the last time it wasn't I had to call someone to fix it and it was like two hundred dollars from them to look at it for five minutes and I was like just googling and youtubing things because I'm like I don't want to yeah. pay for this and it's it's crazy how yeah, and when not the, me googling like why is my toilet not flushing, yeah. and when what the, is
0: this? What is this thing the plumber said I need to put on my toilet? And nothing to fix is cheap ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. And that was like you—you're paying the fee for these people that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and then you're paying for like all these brand new tanks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was like. Oh, that's fun. Glad we have our little emergency egg savings because <laughs> it all got hit real hard on one day. But we are back and thriving, and our house is working better than ever, and it is in tip-top shape to sell it when we
1: see fit, too. So that's that's my life update. Well, I'm glad things are on, on the up and out and <laughs> the, on the other side. Yes, but
0: let's get into our episode for today. So we have... 20 tips to get healthy today for you so we're gonna kind of go through I have 10 Jensen has 10 so we're gonna go back and forth sharing ours like I said we'll see how many we get through depending on like how much we talk on each topic and then um, yeah so let's get into it my first one is the first tip I have to get healthy today is learn to cook at home from scratch so I'm not saying everything I think cooking can be intimidating for people. I love cooking, um, but, like, it can be challenging. It takes time. It takes, like, effort, skill, like, troubleshooting. I mean, you're not always going to get it right, like Jensen had shared about her sandwich bread experience, baking. So I think, though, overall, cooking from home and knowing what ingredients are going into what you're eating, it just feels better, like, mentally to know what's in the things you're eating and just the reward of making something from nothing with your hands. It it feels like more rewarding and I use food as like a love language. So when I cook for someone and it's like, I'm making something from nothing and then I'm giving this to you and serving it to you, I feel like I'm like, here's my love on a plate, you know? So I think the number one reason that um learning to cook from scratch from the health and wellness perspective is important is just being able to have control over what the ingredients are Mm -hmm. in your food and what you're putting into your body
1: yeah it's crazy how things that you can make yourself when you go to the store they have like 13 ingredients when if Mm you make it yourself it's probably three yeah way less less.
0: preservatives and like add-ins and all these dyes and
1: flavorings and sugars and I think it can be a little intimidating at first. Um, and I know for the longest time, Rachel, you've all you've cooked from scratch a lot longer than I have, and I'm still not fully cooking from scratch. I'm honestly just scratching the surface. But you would just tell me, oh yeah, I like made my own mayo, and I'm you would just tell me the ingredients. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound bad. I think the thing is just doing it the first time. Mm -hmm. Once you do it once, you're like, oh, that wasn't terrible, but I think it does sound intimidating, and it just and it's easier to just go to the store and buy it. But I think there's just such a deeper value, and it's like, I don't know, like you were saying, it's like you're it's a love language. Like I know, like when Logan comes home from work, and if I've made something more from scratch versus just like heating something up, I know that he appreciates like a home cooked meal more, Mm -hmm. and it just tastes better. Like, there's nothing better than homemade Yeah, for sure.
0: And I think, like you were saying, like, it being intimidating, I think if it's something you're starting for the first time, like, don't be like, I'm going to make all my own homemade pasta and breads and sauces and all these things because you are going to invest a lot of time, especially starting out. I feel like once you start cooking from scratch – It's kind of like, I think back to like grandmas being like, they just know how to throw things together in the kitchen and like, this is how you make gravy. This is how you make a sauce or like this or that. And I think eventually you kind of get the hang of just like being really well-versed in the kitchen like that. But I think starting out, that's really intimidating and it's gonna take a lot of time until it feels like just secondhand nature. So I think starting with small things. So starting with something simple, like I'm going to make iced tea at my house instead of having soda or like homemade lemonade with like honey and lemons or just like I'm going to make my own pasta sauce one night or just experimenting so that it's not like so so tedious that it's such a big goal that it doesn't feel achievable kind of you know how you break goals down into smaller goals Mm -hmm. kind of doing that with just trying some simpler things even if you're not much of a cook at all just making some like cookies at home from scratch mm-hmm. instead of buying them at the store it's still a cookie it's still gonna have sugar mm-hmm. and chocolate chips and all the good stuff in it but just
1: getting used to being in your kitchen kind of following a recipe measuring using intuition yeah and my last piece of advice would be don't give up if it doesn't come out good the first time because it's probably not gonna come out good the first time um but again this is like a lifelong skill that you're just acquiring over time and it's, yeah, you're not going to, no one's ever great from the start. Um, so just like keep trying different things and yeah, just one new, maybe one new thing a week yeah. is your goal. We'll try to cook one thing for from sure. scratch a week. Yeah. Okay, Jensen, do you have a tip? I do. So my first tip is in regards to one of my favorite things in the entire world and that is coffee. I love coffee, but my first tip for you guys is to do not – drink coffee on an empty stomach. So I used to do this every day, probably until like the last six or seven months. Um, I would wake up, I would make a cup of coffee and I would drink it on my way to my workout class and I would simultaneously drink coffee and water as I worked out. And right away I was putting my body in a stress state. Um, not to get all sciency, and you can kind of look into this yourself, but basically when you drink coffee on an empty stomach, it spikes your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. So mm-hmm. right away, you are starting off your day in a stress state, which life is stressful in itself. Like don't start your day off that way. Um, so I think you know, going forward, I kind of learned about that. And you know, when your body's stressed, your body's, your skin's gonna get bad. You're not gonna be able to digest food. Um, your hormones are going to be all out of whack. Um, right now you can't see this, but <laughs> Bentley is trying to like hop up and also like He's got re- his nose, nose on the mic. <laughs> yeah, he's so being so
0: distractingly cute. I know. Yeah, he's really is.
1: cute. Okay, back to back <laughs> to the coffee. I've learned that I need to eat something before I drink coffee. So my advice mm-hmm. going to going to you guys is always have some food in your system before drinking coffee. You'll feel better. Your body will be in a less stressed state. So my mornings now, I'm starting my mornings out with water because we wow, need to hydrate. Usually some, <laughs> I'll get into, this is my tip later, but adding some salt and lemon to your water, starting off your day nice. hydrated, um, your depleted minerals. So not sending your body into shock with coffee and then I'll go work out and then I'll come home, I'll have breakfast and I'll either drink my coffee with my breakfast or drink my coffee after, um, do you have any thoughts on that Rachel yeah I'm not as big of a coffee drinker um
0: I wouldn't say I'm like a coffee everyday person I'm like a when it sounds good but definitely I think I think kind of there was a moment a few years ago where like intermittent fasting really had Mm -hmm. like the spotlight for being like almost the diet that everyone was doing and coupled with that is coffee doesn't break your fast so I think a lot of people Already we're in the habit of coffee being the first thing, but I think that even more so imposed like that idea. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just with like women's hormones specifically, it can cause a lot of trouble um, with your cortisol spiking, just with putting you in like this stressed fight or flight state Mm -hmm. from the start. And you know, you think of it as like your cozy cup of coffee. Like I can't wait to have it. But really your body's inside like, ah, (laughs) like on level one hundred. Um, so just even eating something small, drinking something before is going to be helpful. So I think that's something as we talk more about like birth control or, um, like hormone cycles, things like that in the future, that's something we can get more into as well. But yeah, I would totally agree with that tip.
1: Yeah. And I think about it for years I did this. So it's only been like six months. My body I think is still like getting Mm -hmm. into a new cycle, but I definitely can tell that I feel better. Um, It definitely was messing with my digestion. And yeah, so if you're drinking coffee on an empty stomach, maybe just try a few times this week to have something before, even if it's something small, like it can be just like a handful of nuts. Um, You don't need to eat a full breakfast, but just have something to like coat your stomach lining so it's not that coffee hitting it first thing right away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was a good one. Um my second one is don't be afraid of the sunshine. Ooh, so, controversial. Yes. Um I am not a doctor. I'm not a dermatologist. I'm not here to tell you whether or not you should wear sunblock. But I am going to share what I personally do. Um so I will start by saying I don't burn easily and I'm very blessed by that. Um I think there's a couple of factors that can like Contribute to that. I think it's genetic, some and you know, heritage, but I think also not consuming a ton of seed oils and not wearing sunglasses helps my skin to um, process and adapt to the sunlight better than it would if I was consuming a lot of seed oils or wearing sunglasses, which can kind of mess up your body's production of um, working against that natural sunlight and knowing how not to get burnt. Um, personally, the sunshine, first off, helps with so many things. Sinking our circadian rhythm, which is going to help you sleep better, going to help you feel more awake during the day, all of those types of things. Um, it is good for your immunity and your health. It gives you tons of vitamin D. It's a mood booster. I literally, every time I'm sick, I'm like, I just need to lay in the sun. Like, it, it makes you feel better. Getting sunburnt is not good for us. Um, I don't want to get sunburnt. I don't want anyone to get sunburnt, but I try to opt for solutions of not having prolonged sun exposure to the point where I'm going to get sunburned. Or if I know I'm going to be in the sun a lot, having like a light shirt that's going to cover my skin and a sun hat or something like that to try to reduce the direct sun exposure so I don't get like fried to a crisp. I think it's one of those things with sunblock and sunlight that you have to weigh the lesser of two evils and like we were recently on a trip in Florida and it was really sunny and I did not wear sunblock almost the whole time except for one day we were going to be in the sun the whole day and I already was a little red and burnt and I had my layers on but then we were going to be by the pool and I should have probably stayed away from the pool that would have been the better measure there Um, but I did go with a natural sunblock for a couple hours and then I showered it off immediately so There are a lot of toxins in sunblock, um, which that wasn't really my point even here. It was don't be afraid of the sunlight, but I think they kind of go hand in hand because I've got a little vendetta against sunscreen sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But don't be afraid to get sunlight. Like if you can get sunlight in your eyeballs, on your skin every single day, it is only going to benefit your health, your sleep, your immune system, your mood, overall your health. So don't be afraid try to get out and get some sunshine every day.
1: Yeah, that's something I'm really trying to work on, especially in the morning. I know a lot of people recommend, like, within the first 30 to 60 minutes of waking is going outside and, like, getting the natural sunlight, not even through a window, but literally, like, walking outside and make sure your body is, like, exposed, even if it's just for a few minutes. That sets your circadian rhythm for the day. And, like, it it is so peaceful. And, like, walking outside and just looking at the sun in the morning, like it puts you in a relaxed state. Like, the sun is... I would say that the sun is one of the most powerful healing tools, and you can dig into some more research on that, but when I was researching, like, the benefits of the sun, it definitely outweighs the cons of it. And I think we've been taught that the sun is this scary thing that you're going to burn. And you can, yes, but I think you were saying it's just being smarter about it. Like, I know, like, when we went on vacation this summer, we were going to the beach. I... You know, the month before, I was just really like looking into my diet and make sure I was mm-hmm. not eating a lot of seed oils because, basically, when you put seed oils in your body, it causes you to burn more. Um, and I was trying to steer away from those. Along with that, I purchased some cleaner sunscreen brands. There's definitely some that are less non-toxic. And then when we were on vacation, I tried to just have a shirt on or stay under the umbrella Shade, during like during the during like the yeah. twelve one two o'clock hours of the day, but my goal was to still spend lots of time in the sun to get a good healthy tan and just reap those like vitamin D benefits that we've been told to fear so long that are just Mm -hmm. really amazing. And honestly, this past summer, I used the least amount of sunscreen I've ever used in my entire life. And I burned the least amount that I ever did. And I was in the sun a lot this summer, a lot. Mm -hmm. I I literally feel like every time I go into the sunshine, my life has changed.
0: Like if I go out and like, lay in the sun or just sit in the sun and it gives me like those little warm goosebumps Mm -hmm. and I've just like got my eyes closed and I'm soaking it and I literally feel like a new person that's that is like the highlight of my life I have completely changed so the sun is a major healing tool it's awesome for your health
1: and I'm ready for winter to be over because I'll go outside in the winter, but I won't go out as often because yeah, our Pennsylvania winters. Pennsylvania be- is it's actually has not been bad this winter. It has not. It is like six. It was like sixty degrees yesterday in February, which is crazy. But I cannot wait for like those eighty degree days where I can just like lay on my deck yes, and just for reap sure. in all the benefits. But for good sure. good tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, my next one. This one. Okay, so my tip for you guys is to try out eating liver. Okay. Rachel has her opinion Ooh. on this too. We have like a little <laughs> bit different. We both consume it, but we consume it differently. Yes. Um, so I'll take you back to the beginning of this. When I was starting my whole crunchy journey, this is probably like February last year. I was at this like holistic, I was like, I think um might've been an Amish grocery store and I saw that they had like beef liver in the freezer and i was like why would anyone buy that that sounds terrible Ew, liver. I, know, I know that's what my grandpa yeah like liver onions. liver and onions like it was this gross old person dish which and yeah liver and onions is kind of old is. person yeah. dish. yeah you can find it on a lot of like diner menus <laughs> yes yeah yes but hey old people know what they're doing sometimes. exactly they actually do so uh shout out to my friend jenna solich she was posting on her Instagram, like, she was cooking liver for her and her husband, and I was like, okay. We were like, you're nasty. I was like, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, wait, tell me more. How do you do this? Because I feel like this is has to be cooked, like, a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. But the reason that she was eating it and the reason why, you know, if you're looking into, like, getting the most bang for your, bu- bang for your buck nutrient-wise is because liver is truly nature's multivitamin if you google like liver nutrients and i have this little graphic pulled up like even compared to like red meat like steak there's like the chart that i'm looking at it compares it to like blueberries kale steak egg yolks like really healthy foods but like livers nutrients are like a bug it's the super New- it is the superfood, especially for like fertility for yes, women for it's women crazy. and hormones vitamin a iron copper b12 vitamin c biotin vitamin b6 b3 zinc selenium magnesium and there's more those are just like a few that were really high on the list um and the thing is you don't need to eat like a ton of it like literally Mm -hmm. just like an ounce a few ounces a week even an ounce a week will do wonders for you um so last year so i bought my first beef liver it was like last february and i talked to jenna and she was telling me how to cook it um so my advice to you if you're gonna cook it is to cook it in some sort of healthy fat whether that's butter, tallow, ghee, um, even olive oil, whatever you prefer um, and use a lot of it because it's gonna need some flavor. So you <laughs> cook it on the stovetop and that, throw in garlic, onion, salt pepper, you want to flavor it as much as you can. Um, and then I just would like cook it till it's a little bit pink on the inside. you don't want to overcook it. Um, and then I would just would slice it up into like one ounce little pieces. Um, and then I would usually top it with a little piece of grass-fed butter. And this sounds odd, but a little drop of honey. It sounds weird. I know. It's like a little piece of liver, some butter, and some honey. I know people are, like, gagging listening to this I'm right gagging. now. I'm gagging. I don't I, eat my like okay. this, I'm gagging. Okay. I think it tastes good. Um, Logan will not eat it, and that's okay because, <laughs> um, well, one, I think it's a smell, too. Yeah, the the smell when I when I cook it I usually will make like a loaf of banana bread after because that will override the smell because if not it's so bad so that is a warning so if you like want to cook it just like open your windows (laughs)
0: liver and banana bread mixed
1: okay well yeah that does sound disgusting
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, no I'm sure it works I'm just thinking of those as a combination yeah don't eat them them
1: together um but usually when I make it I'll have like an ounce like every day maybe every other day and I probably cook it it. like every other week because you like it's a lot of nutrients like you don't want to eat like too much of it um and it doesn't taste the greatest thing in the world like what I'm if you're gonna eat it it's not steak you need to lower your expectations if you go in (laughs) thinking this is gonna be like a steak it's gonna be so great it's not terrible tasting but it's not like wonderful tasting so that would be my advice Okay, here's a pro tip. If you want people to eat it, sneak it into foods. So, I have... Is that controversial? (laughs) They, I I literally, so I've like made dinner for people and I'm like, I just got you all your vitamins for the I know, I have, to
0: my husband, Logan, I have snuck it in things. Yeah.
1: But he is pretty good at
0: telling. He's like very particular. Normally, people are like, no, I can't even tell. But he's just, he's like something's off. I know. But it's probably the way I act. More than um, mm,
1: that's the fair. food itself. Yeah, people have not been able to tell. And I don't sneak a lot in, but our like small group came over for dinner, and I made chili. Okay, you can hide anything oh, yeah, in yeah, chili. Yeah. Chili's just like and I made dump it in. and I made stuffed peppers. Hit a little bit in there. Mm, yeah, there's there's go. like foods you can hide it in. Um, and I know a lot of people like put like. A little bit in there, like ground beef when they're making yeah, burgers yeah. and stuff, or like
0: it, tacos. Yeah, meatloaf, you just those types you,
1: you and you can make pates. I tried that one time. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, Rachel's like sticking her tongue out because she's like, "That's really gross." Liver literally makes me gag. Yes, and
0: I do eat it. I don't hate it like it sounds like I do right now. We're gonna be doing an episode all on that. on liver and raw milk in a couple weeks. Yeah, and so. I will share more there about yeah. how I consume my liver yeah. as someone who gags at the thought of it, Yeah, but does it for the nutrient yeah. purposes. But, <laughs> but I would
1: just, like right now, look up the nutrients in liver and you'll be amazed. Don't knock it till you try. Yeah, and don't yeah. knock it till you try it because it's, and it's also not... Expensive, like if you go to the store, no n- one wants the liver. Okay, another like li- you can find it, no one wants it. So, I feel like I'm talking a lot about this, and I probably should be saving this. About liver. I'm, I'm very passionate about this. Their life's passion. Um, <laughs> um, my friend Allie, she was like, Hey, like we like butchered our steer, or her dad did. Do you want all the liver? Did she literally? She was liver? like, Do you want all the liver? And I'm like, Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like one little pack. No, no, it was like two full bags. That's like the bottom shelf of our freezer. I'm mm-hmm. good for a year. Literally I, good for a my year. My parents
0: get a cow every year and yeah. they just like give me the bags of liver and I'm like,
1: I'm set. And I was like, Do you want me to I pay you set. for this? They're like, No, we want yeah, it out of our freezer. It, right? And I'm
0: like, Okay, sure. Like, give me all the organs. Yeah. Give please, it to me. I'll give it to grind me all... it up and be sick if you think I am. Yeah. Eat it anyway.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Try liver. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds weird, but hey, you just might find some little fun recipe where you like it. And again, you can always just sneak it in foods.
0: Yeah, I love it. We're going to talk so much more about liver in a couple episodes, so tune back in for that because we're going to share all about that. Um, Okay, my third tip. I'm thinking this is probably going to be a two-parter because it's already going pretty long. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so my third tip is don't diet. And this is coming from me who is notorious for dieting. Anyone who I probably went to high school with would tell you, I was always on a diet, always. Um, I dieted pretty much all of high school and I had a really, we're going to also talk about kind of like our experiences with um, dieting, like disordered eating, those types of things in a coming episode. But um, it wasn't like a healthy relationship to food for me. Most of my high school experience, even in college some. Um, And that took like a lot of healing and like mental knowledge, healing, all the things, um, overcoming. And dieting, essentially the term diet is just supposed to mean, like the definition is the things you eat on a daily basis. But like in our culture, a diet is so much more than that. It's a way to lose weight. It's a way to be healthy. It's all of these things. And it can become really restrictive. It can become really damaging, really unhealthy, really easily. And I think that, we're just so programmed to think of diet in a certain way. I don't think dieting is a healthy means of losing weight or getting healthy or any of those things. I think just eating a whole nutritious diet, moving because your body needs movement and craves it, taking care of yourself, it's whole picture. Like I would never tell someone, oh, go on a diet if they wanted to Um, like help combat a disease if they wanted to lose weight if they wanted to get healthy that would never be my advice or my solution it would be how are you nourishing your body how are you moving your body how are you sleeping what's your environment like it's so much more big picture than just diet and you can do so much more harm through that so that's my third tip and I am really uh passionate
1: about that one and I will share more about that in our coming episode as well yeah I definitely have a lot more that I will talk about on that future episode but I think like you know, dieting is always talked about as, like, what can you take away? Like, I, you need to not eat this. You need to not eat carbs. Yeah. You should never eat any sugar. Well, what if you looked at it through the lens of what can you add to your diet? Hey, I you're maybe that. only eating, like, one or two vegetables a day. Can you add in, like, three more servings of vegetables? And then, ultimately, if you're eating more fruits and vegetables and good sources of protein, like, you're not going to have time to eat that bag of chips because you're going to be mm-hmm. full on those good, healthy foods. And again, when you're on a diet and I can just just speaking from some, like, past experiences, it's crazy how obsessive and all you do is think about food. It consumes your life. It's not healthy. And I can just tell you from the approach now where it's just, like, I'm eating to nourish myself. I'm not constantly thinking about, when am I going to get my next meal? What am I going to eat? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be in, like my calorie range? And it's just, like, you're, just, you're not... You were you're so hyper-fixated on that where it's, like, now you can just live your life and you just eat during your meals and you eat to nourish yourself. Mm-hmm. And you eat to literally fuel your body to for your brain health for your hormone health for just like to be able to breathe and be alive yeah for longevity
0: for everything so i think yeah and i think looking at food beyond a dieting
1: perspective looking at life beyond a dieting mm -hmm. perspective and it's and you know even the bible talks about like it's always about honoring your body and like nourishing your body and we don't want to get to a state where it's like we're depriving ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're so hyper-focused focus on what we look like rather like what is on the inside
0: yeah a thousand percent we're definitely on the same page there i can't i can't wait for that episode because i feel like it's gonna be so interesting to get into we both
1: have very interesting histories with food and diet and wellness and health yeah for sure okay what's your next one okay my next one is one that i'm super bad at but i'm trying to get better at and i think it's really good advice that I'm really just preaching to also preach to myself is to limit screen time before bed. Mm-hmm. That is something that is really, it's really been hard because. Logan, TikTok? Not even <laughs> My that. My like TikTok. Well, it's the issue is like Logan and I, like we work all day, we're busy all day. And then it's like before bed, we just want to like watch a TV show together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't bad. But I think sometimes like when you're watching something very like exciting or like intense before bed, you're like. First off, you're staring at the blue light on that screen. And second, you're just kind of putting yourself in like it's a like stimulating. Stimulating. Yeah. Um, there's this new show on Netflix called The Recruit. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, it's like eight episodes. You have to watch it. It's really good. Adding it to the list. Um, it's like intense, but it's not like scary. But it is intense. So don't watch before bed. Because I have had a nightmare that was so terrible this week because we were watching an episode right before bed. And it was... I woke up and I was like to Logan because it's all about like the government and the CIA and I was like the, okay. C- the CIA was trying to kill me in my dream last night. I literally <laughs> was like, freaked the out. For the, after me. <laughs> I was freaked out for the first like two hours of the day. Um, so yes I'm trying to get in a better habit of like reading a book before bed at least like 20 or 30 minutes mm-hmm. but usually like we watch a show and I fall asleep on the couch. So trying to even be better a few nights of the week with that because I think like telling myself to quit cold turkey Mm -hmm. because that's also like time we spend together so it's like you have to like weigh yeah weigh in the pros and cons and I think there are things you can do um I really want for my birthday mom dad Logan if you're listening um nice blue light glasses I knew it because I, I bought a pair off Amazon they were like 10 bucks and, and literally the lens not. fell out so yeah, it's like yeah. I have one lens <laughs> and I taped it and it just looks sexy it, that's yeah, what I want to see it before bedtime literally Jensen. it's <laughs> terrible um Logan buy your sexy new blue light glasses you don't want the one-eyed Jensen no. anymore <laughs> um there's also this thing on your phone where the, like, the red li- it, yeah, you yeah, can make yeah, yeah. your phone like a red, you can literally make it's your screen. It's in the setting. It's on the side. iPhone, I
0: don't know of every phone, Google like iPhones. fix
1: your, if you Google something like. Like night mode. Night mode on your something. phone. It makes it like red and it's kind of hard to look at, but it's actually better for your eyes. So even at like 7 or 8 o'clock, if you just like turn that on, if you're staring at your phone, it's not going to be as harmful yeah. on your eyes. And again, this all, again, it all goes into like your entire circadian rhythm. You want to be in like a restful state when you go to sleep so yeah. you can get your best night's sleep. So you can wake Thank up feeling you. refreshed. Um, But, yeah, I know that – and I know it has to do with, like, when you're on – the blue light, like, slows down the production of, like, melatonin, which is the the hormone that helps you sleep and wake up. So you can kind of look into that. But, um, yeah, I would just say that really trying to, like, create a good bedtime routine that doesn't involve your eyes being glued to your phone. We love sleep. Sleep – are we doing an episode on – we need to do an episode on sleep. definitely. We have so many ideas, Yes. This is going to be – years of podcasting Just stay at this point. tuned. But sleep is so important. So try to limit your screen time. I'm going to try to limit my screen time as well. We're, we're in this together. And I have
0: to share, okay, this week has been like a stellar week for me for Ooh. this particular thing. So I bought on Amazon like a little stand for my phone. And I more so got it for in the kitchen for like when I'm cooking and I'm looking at a recipe on my phone. Oh, so it's yeah. propped up, like Smart. it's just for my phone. Well, I decided this week to do a cold turkey thing and move my phone to be the home phone. Like, you know, when I was a kid, we had a home yes. phone. Well, now my phone is the home phone because I was just feeling like too attached to mm-hmm. it. It was getting in this bad habit of watching TikTok until I was ready to mm-hmm. go to bed and you can just endlessly scroll oh, on yeah. TikTok and it is truly addictive and just hits your brain with unlimited dopamine. Um, So I've been leaving my phone downstairs to charge overnight. Then it's not like, I'm not getting those bad rays of EMF, radiation, so on and so on by it being by my bed too. And I put it on there around like, well, normally when I'm like starting to cook dinner for the night and I don't really move it, I leave the ringer on now. Like it's really like a home phone. I had to get a real alarm. A real alarm where you set it and then you hit the button. I need to get one of those. And literally... By the third day of doing this, and then I leave my phone on the stand in the morning Mm -hmm. until I'm done. Like I I get up at six and I do like my whole morning skincare routine and everything. I do like my quiet time. Mm -hmm. By that time the sun's out, I go out, try to get real sunlight before I look at any screens, right? Literally three days into doing this this week, I am waking up exactly one minute before my alarm. Like my circadian rhythm just was like, bam, synced. And so it literally has been life changing for me. And I just feel like a better, well-rounded person without scrolling TikTok endlessly for the evenings. I was doing Sudoku brain puzzles. I was knitting. I was reading. I watercolor painted one night. And I was like, I waste so much time Mm. on my phone. So anyway, yes, I agree with this. I personally have been experiencing the benefits of reducing this this week it's so you,
1: been wonderful so you could look into the research on that or you can just take this real life experience that it literally is life-changing so well thank you for, I, I did not know you were gonna share yeah. that so thank you for sharing that <laughs> real life example that played in so well for sure okay so um
0: tip number four of mine we're almost there we just have a couple more each is to lift weights girls Ooh. Ooh. or guys if you're listening to this but um, there are so many benefits to lifting weights. And I was a person who used to be a runner, would live, breathe, and die for cardio. Same. I still love my cardio, okay? it The high that it gives me, the mental game I have to play to stay in a challenging cardio. I, I love cardio. But lifting weights has so many health benefits, mm-hmm. especially for women. And women are the ones that are scared to do it. And... Like, I used to, even though I'd say I didn't, I had it in my brain that you're going to get big and bulky and not be a cute little tiny girl if you lift weights. And that is not true. You're going to get toned and look good if you lift weights. You have to literally try so hard to bulk up for, like, bodybuilding. It's If it was easy, everyone would just be, like, doing it. Like, no. That's a whole separate thing. And lifting weights literally helps your bone density as a woman. It helps like your longevity. And I've worked with clients before that I'm like, okay, let's look in your health and wellness journey beyond just you losing weight or being skinny or this or that. When you are 70, 80, what are your goals? Is it to fall and not break a hip? To chase grandkids around? To be able to spend your retirement like hiking and vacationing like you want? Guess what? You starving yourself and doing cardio or just like doing endless cardio and never any cross training of weights it's gonna be harder to keep your muscle mass because as you get older, your muscle mass decreases. So it's even harder to keep it on you. You need more protein. You have to put more effort into lifting. You don't want to be like the little old frail woman. So like start now by lifting weights. It's going to keep you toned. It's going to help you metabolically. It's going to help your body not only look wise, be like toned and leaned like you want, but you're just gonna feel better about yourself, like stronger, or at least that's the experience I had. Like, and to I I there's just so many things. We need to get do a whole separate episode on that because I could just blow a lot. Go on.
1: I could not agree more.
0: I literally <laughs> I was
1: like thinking about as you're talking, like what am I gonna add to this? Cause you're hitting every point. Um I was also a former runner. Rachel and I can talk about our whole we've run marathons, we have a whole cardio past. Um but weight training changed my life about I would say it was like two years ago. Um changed my life in multiple ways. So found this gym called powertrain um it's like most most the things you're doing there are lifting weights like you could there's some like hit and cardio but the majority of what they're doing is strength training um and i started going there and i have never felt so good like, I was amazed. Because this is the first time in my entire life. I've played sports my whole life. I, like, never lifted in high school. And I'm like, I wish I would have. I would have been so much stronger. I know. I, I wish I started I earlier. feel like I'm the strongest I have ever been. Am I the skinniest? No. But I was not healthy back when I was, like, running on empty. Um, So it's, what's cool is powertrain that I was referring to that's actually the company I work for now so my job is to market to people the the benefits of strength training which (laughs) is well then just take it (laughs) Jensen it's 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 so cool because it's and we have people ages 12 to 75 there might even be older than that and the benefits of strength training are such they're so important on your longevity like you were saying like you want to be you don't want to be breaking bones when you're older and you just truly, as a woman, I feel like there's something mm-hmm. so empowering about lifting weights. And I'm lifting weights that I, like, would have laughed at for. I'm like, you want me to pick that up? Like, and also, on top of that, this is really funny, but it's like, I try, I can carry my groceries in on one trip where it's like, I probably wouldn't have been able to before because I just feel like I have just strength to yeah, do yeah. things around the house where it's like, I would have been like this frail little, oh, I need to take two we trips. Were just We were just on vacation and, mm-hmm. like,
0: the suitcases came on mm-hmm. the belt. Yeah. And I picked up my parent's suitcase and just like yeeted it. One arm onto the ground. And my mom was like, whoa, I didn't know you were that strong. And I was just like, that's right, all 50 pounds, just like boom, nothing. And like, not that it was nothing, but you know, you just feel like, yeah, I'm strong. Like, mess with me.
1: yeah and i know you said this before but i just want to hit home on it strength training is so good for the female hormones like yes the the way that resistance training and our muscles and all it's it's so good for your hormones so if you're a lady out there who is just doing cardio i feel you i was there rachel was there same i would just encourage you to even like one or two days a week just start lifting weights and your life's gonna change i love it okay um we are almost there Jensen has two more. I have one more to share. Yeah, and these are smaller ones that I'm not going to go too deep on, but who knows? You know, we love to talk. Um, My tip would be to walk after meals or just move your body in general. Um, So when you move your body after you eat a meal, it increases your insulin sensitivity, which means it allows your body to handle the glucose better from the food, Mm -hmm. which ultimately will lower your blood sugar levels. Blood sugar is another whole topic we can go into but basically you don't want your blood sugar to spike like i said about coffee earlier that spikes your blood sugar it spikes your stress yeah you don't want like crazy spikes in it and it's like after you eat you can walk you can dance around the kitchen you can walk up and down the stairs even just going and doing the dishes my goal after i eat is to just not sit down like i try to at least do something even just to clean up of the house clean up of the house go take the dog out You know, it would be be awesome if I could go on a 10 minute walk after every meal. That's really hard to do, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're coming home for lunch to eat real quick, but even just like moving your body, because if you think about it, like when you ingest food, like your body wants to use that as fuel. So it's like, Oh, I ate food. I need to use it as energy. Otherwise,
0: you've got, like, the Thanksgiving thing going on where it's, like, you literally stuff your body and then you go and sit on a couch and you're, like, why am I so tired? Yeah. Why do I feel so lethargic? Mm -hmm. Because it's just, like, sitting there. You're just, like, sitting there being fat and happy. (laughs) Like, right? Well, and... Like, you're feeling,
1: like, gross and bloated because you gotta
0: move. You gotta get it...
1: Not only do you have more energy, you don't spike the blood sugar, but when I was in college, I studied abroad in Italy. And when I tell you I ate pasta every day or pizza or some sort of panini I'm not kidding you when not only in did, when in Europe when in a room I maybe I gained a little bit of weight I was there four months okay but overall though I barely worked out because we didn't have a gym there so it was just like you didn't work out but we walked everywhere so we go to dinner and we would have to walk two miles home not yeah. only did like I didn't gain a crazy amount of weight like you would have thought if you would've eaten like that in America. But just the digestion the digestion of your food like it helps with it. It helps your like gravity other
0: countries are so much better at that. I feel like that's more like normal in other countries to walk, to bike, to like just their cultures and like the way they yeah. exist is so much different than America
1: I love like when we're on like like we were went to the beach this summer and we would like walk to dinner and then we'd like have mm-hmm. to like walk around after I felt so much better but yeah. there's nothing worse when you like go out to dinner and then you like sit in your car and then you come home and you sit on the couch and you're like I feel terrible because you just feel like the food is just sitting there yeah
0: you're just like a blob yeah yes okay That was a good one. Okay. My last one of this episode, because I do think we're getting pretty long with this one. So this is going to be a two-parter. So we'll just do the first 10 tips and then a second part. Um, So my last tip of this episode is to spend like 30 minutes outside daily. Like make that the goal. Try for that. Um, Nature is really good for us. And when you get to a place where you're like connecting to nature... I I just think we are so interconnected with nature. Mm. I believe God created the world and he created us and that we're supposed to be intertwined with nature and have an appreciation for it. Just going outside and breathing in real fresh air, letting the sunlight be on your skin, experiencing like the weather, if it's cold, if it's sunny, if it's rainy, if it's snowy, just appreciating the beauty of it and really just like, taking it all in, I think it makes us more grateful. I think it makes us more grounded and connected just to the earth, to ourselves, to our creator. Um, And there's just good health benefits of breathing in real air outside, of getting your toes in the grass, of getting sunshine, of experiencing the heat and the cold, and practicing gratitude with looking at like beautiful landscapes and being like, how is this real? So just really spending some time connecting to nature Um, using it as a time to disconnect from all the uh, technological world we have and like overstimulating practices we have and just to kind of like slow
1: down I think it can be a game changer one thing I just want to add in I remember reading this one time and I just looked it up in like Denmark and Sweden and those countries they will take their babies to nap outside yeah, yeah, yeah. even when it's cold because they just know how good the fresh air and it helps them sleep it better. helps them sleep yes. and just like how and good Denmark's it, cold yeah it's not warm over like, there that's a cold place but it's like it's they realize that that the, men- the benefits of like nature and being outside are so valuable that they literally will take their infants to sleep outside and they sleep well mm-hmm. and they're healthy because of it yeah so just, uh, that's just like a quick little one. Okay, my last tip, which I feel like this will be a whole episode, um, but cooking with good, healthy fats. Um, so vegetable oils, seed oils, canola oils. I just, if you want to look up a video how canola oil is made and how vegetable oil is made, if you Google it, the YouTube video will come up. You will never eat them again. You will walk into your pantry and throw them out. The process that it takes to make these refined oils that are in almost every food—if you go to the grocery store literally. and you look at the—they're literally I everywhere. Was, everywhere, all the hummus you can't get away from. That. I was buying hummus; they weren't every hummus. I didn't even realize it. Like things I that know. are healthy. I know, like. I, whenever I found well, that's out that's because they last forever. They because do.
0: They're chemicals. They're
1: chemicals. I remember whenever I discovered this, I was visiting my parents, and I walked into their house, and I opened up their pantry, and I took the vegetable oil, and I just threw it away. I didn't tell them, but I was like, "You're welcome." Like just threw. I just threw it away. just Started
0: throwing things. I away at their just house. said you're that was the one. That was or- the
1: one thing. I was like, "You can have all the other foods that it's in, but you're not going to literally pour it into things." And then I told them about healthy fats, which are butter. Yeah. Butter is not butter is so good for you. I encourage you to look up something that's really been valuable for For me. butter (laughs) girlies. Make butter girlies. It's literally cream and salt whereas like if you go to the store and look up I can't believe it's not butter. It is look at your ingredients. Just look at the ingredients. Look at the ingredients. How Um, many ingredients are there and you know what they are. Yeah. Butter is literally cream and salt and it tastes a million times better. Love butter. Logan like die for butter. I bought this like Amish butter (laughs) that's literally like cream and salt and Logan is like there's nothing like the butter that you buy. And I was like, I know. It's just really good. Make homemade to. I want to learn to make my own homemade butter. real butter. Well, it's just... It's like cream. It's literally...
0: Fine. Okay, let's talk about... Go back <laughs> to making things from scratch. Yeah. Try butter. Do you want to know what you need to do? Buy heavy cream. And you put it in your mixer. And you let it go for like a really long time. And it'll make whipped cream. And then guess what? When it goes past whipped cream... It becomes butter. It's that easy. You literally turn so the mixer simple. on, and you walk away, and you put, you kind of like dunk it in water, put a little salt, and you just made butter. Isn't that crazy? It's so simple and literally the ingredients like it, it's like
1: cows' cream, salt, yeah. Like, wild. That's that's a fun first one, and that's just so make. butter. If you look up the Weston A. Price Foundation, we could do a whole episode talking about that. But basically. It's a foundation. Um, Weston A. Price was a dentist who went all around the world, and he discovered basically the healthiest countries and the things that they do and the habits that they have. And cooking with animal fats like butter, ghee, tallow are so much better. They're so much anti-inflammatory. All these Mm -hmm. seed oils... Inflame our body like no other... Make your gut go crazy. So I would just encourage you, like healthy fats would be, like I said, butter, ghee, tallow, olive oil, coconut oil. If you look up the list of like, I think there's eight seed oils that are deemed like the worst. Um, Just try to steer clear of those. They're going to be in a lot of your foods. You're you're never going to be perfect. They're impossible to avoid. They're impossible to completely avoid. But if you're at least aware of them trying to make... Better decisions if you look at a, two different foods and one doesn't have them, yeah. trying to choose that and one. And again, that like it. this is kind of crunchy, so like this is where this comes
0: into play. Of like, literally, seed oils are everywhere; they're in everything, mm-hmm. and there has to be a healthy balance. So, like, when I cook at home, when I make things, when I make choices, it is going to be a good fat source, like a butter or a ghee or a tallow or an olive oil or something like that. When I am out to eat, I'm going to try to make a healthy choice of like. Something that's cooked in a good way. A lot of restaurants are gonna use vegetable oils. Most well. So it's hard to avoid. So like that's why I said cooking from scratch or cooking at home is an important thing. But there's also the balance of like if my husband and I go to the fair in the middle of summer and like he's like, let's get this fried thing, it's that balance of being like, I know this is going to make my tummy probably upset from these inflammatory oils and not be good for my body in this way, this way, and this way. So I'm going to eat this because it's something like for that mental component of 80-20 balance, not being overly restrictive in any area where I'm going to eat that. And then what I'm going to do the next few days is just really focus on supporting my body because I know that made some inflammation in me. So how am I going to reduce that naturally? How am I going to take care of myself? But to day after day, just be like funneling in the seed oils through the food, like trying to avoid them in the things that you have in your house. It's going to be a game changer in like your digestive health, your gut health. If you have any type of immune conditions, you're going to see an improvement in those. In your brain fog and mental health, in your skin, in literally every facet of your life, if you cut seed oils out for a little bit or just drastically reduce them, you're going to see so much of a difference in the way you feel,
1: look, everything. I'm very passionate about seed oils. Same. I'll have, to s- I'll, I'll have to send this to some people because there's been like Logan, some of Logan's like, at you, like ooh, <laughs> some listen of, to this. One of, so, one of Logan's coworkers and a few of his other friends were like, so Jensen, I see your post about seed oils. I was doing some research. Can you can we talk about, can we, can we talk about those? Because I feel sure, like, I feel like they're elaborate. not good for me. And I was like, Oh, and then I just I feel bad. We were at dinner one night and I just talked for like thirty minutes on this. You're like and I'll I'm, record a whole podcast. I'm like, I'm just gonna record a podcast episode and I'll just let you subscribe and you can listen to me rant <laughs> all the time. So Yeah. Okay. So is that it? Is that, that all of them? Those for are the, the first that's ten. The
0: first ten of twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that was a lot. This I don't even know how long this episode is, but it's probably pretty long. So we'll do the other one in part two. But those are just a little intro to some tips. And most of these things, I think we're probably going to elaborate or they're going to get like their own episodes. Yeah. So we're trying to stay brief on them and just kind of give like a little overview of how this mm-hmm. can benefit you without getting into like the nitty gritty details. Um, but I think that's it for today. I think on our our last, uh, literally on our first episode and our second one, we, or is this our second one? I'm losing track. I don't think we told them, please Subscribe. <laughs> oh yeah please leave a positive comment like we're yes we are doing this because we genuinely like talking to each other but you leaving a positive comment or subscribing is going to help us and um help other people join the kind of crunchy crew
1: yeah. is that what we're calling it the kind of crunchy crew? i don't know did that did that just happen did that I, stick yeah. Did we just brand this Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We're excited to hop into the next 10 on our next episode. But take care. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye.
0: Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast.